Welcome back, everybody. Weight loss in the mind 2.0. I'm Scott Patton, and i got to say thank you very much for your patience. Awesome years. Six to eight months. And James Jeremy James decided to have another project. Any more time, weight loss in the mind. And I've always said that, <laughs> and this may or may not be true, but if you wanted to lose weight and you were just going to listen to me, you'd probably gain weight. And uh, so I put it out to the universe and I said, hey, we need an amazing co-host here to uh, to kick off our second set of series of uh, Weight Loss in the Mind, Think Fit, Be Fit. And um, through an amazing course of coincidences, uh, someone came. And the amazing thing is... To me, uh, being on the west coast of North America, is uh, our new co-host is on the east coast. So we're now uh, encompassing, in fact, I'm in the northwest and he's in the southeast. So we are about as far away as you can be in North America, uh, unless I was up in Alaska, I guess. So uh, this gentleman uh, spent a lot of his life swimming and wrestling. And he became a champion in each sport. In 81, he was a state runner-up in uh, the Ohio High School State Wrestling Championships. Uh, In the fall of 84, he uh, helped rebuild a doormat wrestling program, and he transferred to Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania. And he won the NCAA II national title at 167 pounds. I remember when I was 167 pounds. He defeated the two-time California State champion in the finals. And he was, uh, so in 87, he opened a training business for wrestlers and fitness enthusiasts. And uh, most of the high school wrestlers he trained went on to wrestle in college. He began studying various martial arts in 1990 and immediately saw physical, mental, and philosophical links these arts, that these arts had with wrestling. And this led to the publication of his first book in 96, entitled The Martial Art of Wrestling. In 1996, he began competing in the ancient Chinese grappling art of... I'll get him to tell you what that is because I'm just going to butcher that name and I, and I don't want to do that. But it's the oldest style of Kung Fu. His teacher was a national champion from Taiwan and a ninth degree black belt. And he won not three national titles. And then over... Uh, over Christmas in 1997, he went over to uh, Beijing, China to compete in the World Championships. And he won the gold medal at 90 kilograms, 198 pounds, and was the only non-Chinese to win a title. Uh, in addition, his world title was historic because it marked the first time that an American had won a gold medal in any world kung fu competition held in China. So he was inducted into the Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania Athletic Hall of Fame in 1998. Uh, He moved to Tampa, Florida to train under the legendary Carl Gotch in 1999. And several months later, he moved his family from California to Tampa so he could train full-time there. He learned a treasure trove of knowledge and conditioning as well as real professional style of wrestling, known as the catch-as-catch-can wrestling. 
He's been on the cover of Grappling Magazine, Martial Arts Magazine, Karate Magazine, Gladiator Magazine, Kung Fu Magazine, and uh, I've I've uh, known him and known of him for probably seven years because he uh, he wrote a number of books. One was Combat Conditioning, and the other was Combat Abs, which uh, which I got copies of. And uh, so I was very very excited when a mutual friend of ours introduced us. I don't think it was two weeks ago, and uh, since then we've been talking about fitness and health and weight loss, or maybe an ideal weight attainment, and uh, his excitement has been infectious, and he sort of got me all revved up about doing these shows again, because I really didn't think we would ever be doing a new one, and... uh, uh, what else can I... Oh, yeah, and, and our philosophies and everything else has just been, like, dovetailing. And so I'm very, very excited, everybody, to introduce you to the new coast, uh, new coast, the new coast, the East Coast, and our newest host with the most uh, from Florida, Matt Fury. Hey, Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm glad to be with all of you. Uh, thanks for the very, very long intro. Uh the only person who could do a longer one would be me. So, uh, <laughs> so what was what's the name of the martial arts that you were uh, that you practice? Good question. The, the martial art is called Shui, like Y with an S H in front. Shui Jiao, like G I Joe Jiao. Shui Jiao. That's Shui Jiao. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So no problem. Uh, I. Uh, it gets butchered all the time, but uh, you, you wouldn't have been the first. But uh, thanks for uh, letting me do it uh, myself. Well, I I tend to butcher names, and I butchered my own because Patton is spelled Peyton, but we so we pronounce my name wrong, and I've just taken that throughout life to be unable to pronounce certain words, and and uh, usually everybody kind of cringes, but that's just the way it is. So tell us. Is there anything more about your background that I missed or that you'd like everybody to know before we move forward? I I think uh, a great thing for everybody to know, Scott, up front, is that there's probably nobody who has lost weight and gained it back more times than me. Mm. The reason why I say this is because uh, number one, so people can identify with uh, I'm not a person who's uh, uh, never had to lose weight, nor am I a person who uh, was overweight once and lo- lost it all and then never gained an ounce back. Uh, my first time, and nor, nor uh, on the other hand, nor have I ever been, just to, to be totally uh, upfront about everything, nor have I ever been, like, obese or anything like that. But I have, as a wrestler and as a martial artist, we had this thing called making weight. Yeah. And so whether, whether I was overweight or not, I had to lose weight. And now, in 19, when I was 13, that was the first time I, you could say I was overweight and could drop some excess. And I got started working out then... Uh, with some weights and doing some calisthenics and all that, and like six weeks transformed my body. Uh, in six and, weeks? Yeah, in six weeks with the program I was following because it was a total body program. 
But then when I got into high school and I had to, I weighed 158 pounds as a freshman, yeah, I wasn't fat, but it became real clear. I, if I wanted to compete, I had to weigh 138 pounds. So I wow. had to get down to 138, and as soon as I'd make weight, I'd gain 5, 10 pounds back immediately by chugging a bunch of water and eating pancakes and everything else that uh, needed to be eaten. I I I know what it's like to lose weight when you don't need to lose weight, and I also know what it's like to drop it when you can stand to lose a few. So when it comes to willpower and putting your mind into something to get your weight down, I've done it so many times, and some people may not believe what I'm going to say is true, but I can tell you I. I I can find a hundred people to vouch for me. Uh, in wrestling, it's, it used to be so extreme. Now they've changed the rules, but it used to be so extreme when I was in high school and in college that it was not uncommon for people to drop 10 pounds or more within 24 hours of weigh-ins. And you would do this a number of ways. You wouldn't eat anything. You wouldn't drink any water and you would put on plastic sweats and you would work out in a sauna or in a hot wrestling room or whatever and uh, on top of the plastic sweats you'd have a, uh, a sweatshirt and sweatpants and you'd have a hat on and I mean everything you could to keep the body body heat in to induce sweat right. in addition in addition to that now this is where some people go, this is physiologically impossible. I can assure you once again, it's not. There were many occasions where I had to drop 7 to 10 pounds in an hour or two. Holy smokes. Right. Now, there's a video clip for credibility purposes at, at my website, mattfury.com, and you go to the bio, you'll see a video of me winning the national championship from ESPN, 1985, and the announcers say, and can you believe that he had to drop 11 pounds to make the weight for this final? And so that wasn't 11 pounds in a week or two weeks. That was, I, I before my semifinal match, I, I, I weighed myself. I was 11 pounds over. Wow. And I had to make weight. An hour after the final match was wrestled that night of the tournament. And so that means that when my match ended, I had an hour plus maybe 30 to 60 minutes, give or take, because there were other weight classes. So as soon as I finished my match, I ran down to where the, the scales were, and I checked my weight. And thank God I dropped four pounds during my warm-up and during my match just from perspiration, sweat, and movement. So and from, the, from your, from your warm-up and your match, you'd lost four pounds. Four pounds of water weight. Water weight. That, that's what you're losing, but I'm telling you, you try to pour a gallon and a half of water out of your body and keep moving yeah. uh, and, and not take anything in. So then, they, then I put on all my plastics. I went in the sauna, got my sweat really induced, went into a hot room and ran around until my uh, shoes were soaked, my sweats were stopping, 
and I took everything off, and I weighed myself, and I was down another four. So I had three pounds to go. I had another clean set of, 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 of sweats that weren't soaked, put those on, put the plastics back on, started running again, and got to the point where I thought, okay, I can't run anymore. Check my weight. I'm a pound and a half over. And at that point, I said, I'm done exercising to get this off. I'm going in the sauna. And I'd go into the sauna with a butter knife, and I would, as soon as the sweat would bubble up on my skin, I would scrape it off so that it had to come back. So we had all these little tricks like this designed to get the weight off and to get it off as quickly as we could. Uh, my coach, Bruce Baumgartner, he's a four-time Olympian, two-time uh, gold medalist, and he was the assistant coach at the time. He then came in to the sauna in his suit, you know, and uh, worked me over, you know, massaged my shoulders and my neck to revive me so that I could keep going and hang in there and gave me moral support. And I went in, I weighed in, and I weighed in about a half a pound under. He made me stay in longer than I needed to just to make sure that when I stepped on the scale, it was the last time I had to get on. Right. So that, that, I mean, these are, these are true stories. I mean, there was one time that in the 24-hour period, we, uh, and this is where I was cutting extremes, extreme amounts of weight that, I, you know, really shouldn't have been cutting. And I, I dropped 19 pounds in a 24-hour period. Uh, and that was the end of that. And after that, I wised up and said, you know, this is absolutely stupid. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm moving up a weight class. But that, that gives people um, a real overview. And as a result of all of that, you can say you could make a case that this hurt your metabolism, this tampered with your body, and, uh, and so on and so forth. And uh, it probably did to an extent, yet I still have overcome that. And just by learning with modern uh, science and all the knowledge there is out there now on nutrition and, uh, and um, exercise that we didn't have back in the 80s and so on, I'm able not only to keep myself in tip-top shape but to help people all over the world do the same. And, and you don't recommend that they uh, wrap themselves in plastic now and sit in no, the sauna? No, <laughs> okay, no, no. Uh, now I do recommend. I do recommend using a sauna. Yeah. But not to drop 10 pounds of water weight, but to detoxify your body. Mm -hmm. the more, the more toxins that you unload and get rid of, the faster your metabolism, the more efficient your whole system is. Um, I, but I don't say don't drink any water while in the sauna. The things that like I did, right? Um, and in terms of wrapping yourself up in uh, plastics, I mean, you can do that. But again, it would I, I wouldn't say don't drink any water. Uh, I wouldn't do take, advise any of the things that I did because my goal at the time was simply to lose weight. It had nothing to do with health, and it had nothing to do with keeping it off. Because as soon as we weighed in, an hour later, I was up six, seven, eight pounds. Because the first thing we do is chug a couple quarts of, like, Gatorade or something like that that today I wouldn't even touch. Right. Uh, loaded with high fructose corn syrup and all this other crap. But that was the first thing. So, okay, you're up 
four pounds. Well, somebody could say, well, you can't be at four pounds. There's not that many calories in it. At the level, the extreme level I was operating in, calories didn't matter. It was how much does this weigh? Mm. We used to look at it. You know, this is a bottle of water. There's no calories. Yeah, but there's 16 ounces, dude. That's a pound. You drink that, you're going to be a pound over tomorrow. And uh, so that's where that's where I can really be of help to people because I've been on that side of the spectrum that very few people have seen. And I now believe in a rational <laughs> approach that will work for anybody. And let's face it, there aren't many people on this earth who would dare do some of the things that I did uh, in my earlier days just in the name of what what digit shows up on the scale when you step on it. Right. <laughs> awesome. That's a great story. I could just picture you as you were talking about wrapping this stuff up and sweating it all off. And I remember reading in I believe it was combat conditioning a bit of a bit of that story and and mm-hmm. uh and and then you did, you decided that you were going to be your weight class, and I think there were some changes you had to make just to make sure you were at that, so you didn't have to go into these ten pound in an hour drop offs. Right, right, and I I realized like one of the biggest tips, and and it's and it's interesting because my senior year in high school I did it the right way. Hmm. Uh, it's the only year in high school I did it the right way, and in college you know I didn't. There was one year I did it the right way out of out of all my years there, uh, and and part of the reason was everybody else was doing it the way I just described, so I just follow the follower, right? Right. Uh, but in high school, my mother, uh, when I started in the fall before wrestling season started, I weighed 185 pounds, and I wanted to wrestle 155, uh, which was a mistake, and I and I came to my senses there. So that'd be a 30-pound drop. Again, I wasn't fat. Maybe it was 11% body fat or something. Okay, so you get down to 155, you're like zero. Makes no sense. 167 is the weight class I finally settled on. So I dropped 18 pounds. But between the football season and wrestling, I, I changed the way I eat, and I only made small changes. I didn't make what I call revolutionary changes, where I tried to change every single thing about the way I eat all at the same time. I just did one thing at a time, and once that became a habit, then I did the next thing. And once that became a habit, I did the next thing. But there are two things, and I talk about them in my my newest book called The Unbeatable Man. Um, And my mother told me this, and this is way before Adkins or any of these low-carb diets or anything. My mom said to me, if you just give up the bread and the pasta, mm-hmm. you'll have no trouble dropping your weight. And so that, that's all I did. That's what I did. I was uh, I was probably 20 pounds overweight. And mm-hmm. uh, I just, I don't know if I read something or I heard something or, or what I did. And I said, I'm just not, because I would cook up pasta almost every night and feed my kids, right? And yeah. I thought, I'm just, I'm cutting out the pasta, I'm cutting out the bread, and uh, just did that and continue. I mean, not having a donut a day, you know, coming from a grocery store background where I managed grocery stores for 20 years, it was pretty easy to have a donut every day. Um, yeah. 
I just, you know, just cutting that, all that out, and uh, I love to walk, so I would walk and hike, and the next thing you know, I've got, I want to wear my suit, and i got to take it into the tailors, and he, pull, <laughs> he, you know, he measures me, he measures my suit, he fixes it up, when I go and pick it up a couple of days later, his, his son is there, who's quite overweight, and the son is like, how did you do that, Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> they know the suit fit before and doesn't fit now, right, and I says, no bread, no pasta, and uh, yeah. go for a walk, right? It's real simple because if you think about what bread is, I mean, you gave a perfect example of donuts. When you think of bread, don't think of Wonder Bread and white bread or wheat bread or cracked wheat or honey wheat. No, bread is is donuts. It's bagels. It's pizza, it's muffins, it's English muffins, it's, I mean, so many things. We croissants, 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 I love croissants. Rolls, rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can go on and on and on of what constitutes bread, and so when you think about how much calories and carbs people take in per day yeah. in the form of bread, and then what that bread does, not only does it make you heavier, but it sucks up the water in your system. And so in order for it to digest, you've got to drink more water. And then that bread, then it's like, think of it. Think of if you were making bread. You add some water to it, it expands. That's oh. what starts to happen in your body, and you get bloated and you start to expand and you can't understand it because you're eating low fat, let's say, or you didn't eat all that much. Take pancakes, take waffles, take French toast. All of this is bread. Yep. And, and so this one change is a significant change. And yep. there's some people who have think, man, if I can't eat bread, I die. Uh, in fact, uh, that probably won't happen, especially if you add some of the other simple changes to the program. Well, uh, it's it's never a matter of of stopping of just dropping something. It's a matter of replacing it. And so the, the trick is to find out what what you can replace that you're going to enjoy replacing it with. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't actually recall now when I'm thinking back on what what I replaced what I replaced it with. I just I eat, you know, vegetables and fruits, and I still have cereals and um, uh, and meats and tofu and yogurt and away you go, sort of stuff. So, right. But you yeah, can't. You could say basically, if bread is the worst thing, and you eliminate that, then guess what? If you replace it with something else, at this point, don't worry about what it is. <laughs> it can't be that bad. <laughs> it can't be that bad. Unless it's ice cream. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> or candy or something, right? <laughs> yeah, that can, be, that can be a huge thing. Uh, at the same time, you know, one of the other uh, mistakes people make with dieting uh, and, and dropping weight aside from calling it a diet. Um, but one of the biggies is that they deprive themselves of everything they'd like to eat 
and they and they do it forever. Yeah. And so you've got to have one food, and bread doesn't count as one of them here. Okay. Uh, that well, okay, it can count. I'll let you off the hook a little bit. <laughs> All right. If, if one day a week you allow yourself a little bit of that food, it'll allow you the space mentally to keep going. Mm -hmm. So if for if for six days and twenty three hours you don't eat bread. And then one day a week, there's this tiny window where you reward yourself because you walk every day and you did all the things that you're supposed to do. And so, okay, now what I really want is a bagel. All right, but instead of getting three or four of them with uh, cream cheese and lox and everything else, you just have one. Now, or you have a half of one. A half of That's one is what I was thinking. Yeah, that'll help you stay on target in a big way. Now, if you're if you're a person who can just uh, eliminate it completely and never touch it again, okay, more power to you. I'm not saying don't do that. Right. Uh, but I, but what I am saying is, uh, when you have a food that is just before you even start, that I don't know how the heck I'm going to give that up. Well, there are ways to to bring your mind around where you can do that, but. Until you get to that point, it's there's no problem. So if, if you love to eat cookies, and you eat cookies every single day, well, I wouldn't make a rule that you can never eat a cookie for the rest of your life. Nothing will make you want to eat cookies more. Mm -hmm. uh, so start with this idea that one day a week you get a cookie. And yeah. it that's your reward. And that's your treat. That's your treat. And that that gives your mind some some oil for the the for the groove, so that you can slide through life and be doing the right thing. Be like, if you worked out every single day as hard as you could, but never ever allowed yourself a break of any sort. Now you can argue that that's good. And you can argue that, well, what would happen if one day you took a break? And now it doesn't mean you don't exercise. It just means maybe you do something else. Maybe today, instead of running or walking, you swim. And that's one of the things you do is you change things up, right? Yep, yep. Do hot yoga, do skiing, ride my bike. Sometimes I'll head into the gym with a friend. Right, and and so that's that's key, and the same thing with myself. I, I this morning, I got up at five thirty, and I go outside and I do all these qigong and Nagong training uh, postures and breathing, and I went through a whole routine with that. Took my son to school, then I went for a four mile walk in the park. Tonight, my son comes home from school. He and I will train together. Um, nice. Tomorrow, am I going to walk in the park? Maybe I'll run. Maybe I'll skip rope. Maybe I'll swim. So there's always a variety. You change things up. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And that helps, to the mind not get into uh, routines, right? Yeah, I think that uh, a routine is good. 
rituals are good, but there's nothing wrong with having more than one routine. Right. Uh, it's like you go to sleep every night. If you had the same dream every night, every single night, that would get boring. And <laughs> so, but you do go to sleep every night. So I, I believe in doing something physical each and every day, but not at the maximum level every time, and not the same exact thing every time. Right. So same, same way with food. Yeah. Awesome. So, so Matt, we've we've come pretty much to the end of our time today. It's believe it or not, it's it's almost a half an hour. It just flies wow. when yeah, it flies when you're having fun and uh, and the information, everything's been awesome. And uh, so moving forward, like I know we're going to be talking about uh, self-image and more about the snapback snap effect. And I really like the revolutionary changes versus evolutionary changes that you've already started uh, sharing with everybody. And I think we're, we're on the beginning of a very exciting journey. And if uh, someone wants to know more about your fitness products and, and uh, the stuff that you've done in the, in the past and are doing now and planning on doing in the future, uh, where could they go? Uh, great. Uh, thanks for that, Scott. Just uh, have them go to mattfury.com. That's M-A-T-T-F-U-R-E-Y.com. And I have uh, daily messages I sent out uh, with tips and so on. And they're my best-selling products there, combat conditioning, combat abs, the unbeatable man. These are all over the world now in over 130 countries. Uh, people getting results, so that's awesome. way to. And if you want to uh, to s listen to our previous shows, and uh, although there there might not be any previous to this one, uh, you can head over to freeweightlosspodcast.com, and that's where we'll all be archived, and I'll have links there to uh, to Matt's stuff and uh, other stuff that we refer to in the show. And I want to thank you all for joining us, and thank you all for your patience. As uh, we waited for our listeners to based on today and the information we shared. We'll see you all next time, everybody. Bye bye.